Hey guys, welcome to episode 227 of the podcast. This was recorded live at the Nucon PDX Comic Con, and the sound quality it leaves more to be desired than my usual recordings. Um, unfortunately, they did not have the ability to record into or plug me into their sound system to record. So it's just their output sound system and me and my gear trying desperately to catch whatever I can, uh, with the audio. Um, and Katie, our producer, of course, uh, has done an amazing job of trying to do her best to kind of boost everything up so you can hear everything. But there may be some moments where people sound more off mic and you can't really hear them as well. I think that happens with me a lot. Um, but, you know, I loved the guests that did the podcast, and uh, I just appreciated them doing it and really wanted to get this out there. So if you're a fan of any of these three wonderful guests, I think you'll enjoy it. And if you're not and you can't stand the sound, uh, it's okay if you need to move on. Um, but uh, give it a try. You might get used to it. Uh, I haven't even heard what it sounds like yet, so I don't, I'm not even sure what I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, shout-out-wise, I wanted to thank Matt so much. It was great seeing you in Portland, and uh, he bought my dad's book uh, as a gift, uh, which always makes a gal feel great. Um, Mitchell, uh, and Diana, and I want to thank Derek and his daughter Fiona for their lovely email. Uh, I think that's it. I'm quite sick, so I'm not really making a whole lot of sense mentally, but forgive me for that. Enjoy the episode. Forgive me for the sound. And, uh, I will see some of you in San Francisco for Sketchfest. You know who I'm talking about, you guys. All right. I will talk to you soon. Thanks. Now entering... Nerdist.com Shake. Skies walk at the mirror image of my face. Not even make a truck can match my boot straight. 
make a thunder crack, reflect the wordplay. I leave a metaphors like shrapnel in their brain. Boss penetrate their armor, Predacon. Destroying these with Autobots like Galvatron. Only six shots are coming here strong. Rampage with Octane through a tantrum. Because of onslaught, ready to brawl y'all. Soon the vortex blast off like Bruticus. Running them up, you lame ducks cyclone. Like Discouraging your existence. Pure dust. I'm in this for the long haul. Your scavengers. I'm building your demise. Devastate tool. Um, and then if you go to my about page, there are links from all my sponsors, Today's Future Sound, and um, Just Culture. Their links are right there. And uh, I know right now we are, we're doing one, one last kind of big push for Today's Future Sound because the money that we raise helps us, like, you know, go out to the communities, whether it be in, like, you know, Berkeley, Oakland, San Francisco, and we do travel internationally. Teaching kids, you know, how through making beats and through rapping, it can also, too, like, you know, reinforce math, science, and English, and also reading. Yeah. So That's fantastic. Anytime somebody's doing something that encourages learning through the arts, yeah. I'm so heartened by that because I feel like <laughs> that's why I did, even as well in school as I did, is that I had to have those, I had to have it coming through yeah. those channels in a lot of ways for me. Or even doing something the sort of a regular way, but then getting to break away and going and doing something artistic and coming back in and feeling refreshed by that or what Definitely. have you. Did you, uh, did you have that experience when you were growing up? Did you have somebody? Oh, that... yeah. Like, growing up, I was very fortunate when I, um, my neighbor, he was a professional bassist, so I used to go downstairs and watch him play bass and kind of sneak out the house and listen to him. Then one day I was like, you know, he put the bass down, and I kind of, like, hopped on his guitar, started slapping around. He looked at me, he was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to be like you. He laughed and was like, well, you want to learn to play bass? I'm like, sure. So he taught me, like, some little minor scales. I learned that and figured out how to play Mary Little Lamb by myself. He was like, who touched you play Mary? Who touched you play bass? Nobody. So you just had a natural... Yeah, just gravitation to music. And then from there over the years, just getting into jazz band, into classically trained. And, you know, I was in bands off and on, but didn't kind of quite work out until my later years in life where my last band, it was like a dual bass band. We were kind of buzzing down in L.A. for college. We just canned it, just stopped doing it. I don't know why. Then I moved back up north, met my mentor right now, ended up working with um, uh, Del Vickham was sleeping for a little while, being his bassist and his like background person. Behind the scenes from there, I was like, you know what, I want to rap, rap again, I want to rap. Yeah. So he's like, well, I'll teach you what I know. So I learned from Del how the basis of rapping and producing while being on the road, you know, touring through Canada and the U.S., then uh, once his group got back together, you know, I got let go. But he's like, dude, go ahead and run. So I was like, cool, I'll run and start touring. So since 2013, I've been solo. I've been touring and traveling. I just did the Vans work Tour this year and Southwest of West. Nice. So nice. it's been a very growing big year. And already now, now here doing UConn Portland again, it's like, yes. <laughs> and when you said you wanted to get, you want to start, you were like, I want to get back into rapping. When did you start uh, rapping? And did you? I started rapping like, like around, well, I started getting serious about it around like 2012 mm -hmm. and then started, you know, making my own music and beats around 2013, 2014. Did so. you write, 
did you did, were you writing stuff before? Yeah, you oh, growing up, I used to always I used to write like little you know raps whatnot. You know, um, I was um, I, when I used to go to church. I don't know anymore. <laughs> we're gonna get way into that. That's but, music to my ears. <laughs> but um, you know, but um, growing up, I used to write raps. You know, with my friends. You know, in youth group and different after school programs. Please tell me that you were rapping about Jesus. <laughs> we, I have some raps about the Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we. I hope we. Can I don't remember any of them. And I have no. I have no issue with organized religion if it's not hurting anybody. But uh, <laughs> but that is that like warmed my heart to imagine you as like a, a good kid in church just rapping about. I wasn't a good kid just, in church, but yeah. Oh, you're so good. Even when you were going, you were like, uh. Uh-uh. But you know, but you know, but it's funny because my dad, you know, he's still active in the church. And he's like, son, you know, you know, he's like, even though you left the church, you still have your morals and you're still doing good. He's like, so I'm proud of you either way. He's like, you're doing what you need to do. That's what, upset, So that's the best you can ask for. I mean, yeah. that's what you want reciprocal in your family, right? You want to mm-hmm. have that relationship, even if you guys don't agree on something, to have that mutual respect. Uh, and, and, you that's know, where and, it gets and, lost a little bit sometimes. And, and, I, and I love my dad. You know, my dad started the military, Air Force, and my mom still works for the, for the Air Force. She does all the flight control stuff. So, you know, so a sense of, you know, moral and morality and ethics is what I grew up with. And, and that's why for me, like, when I came to rapping, it, you know, I, I couldn't really do any of the gang-banging stuff. My cousins who were out there in the streets are like, because, like, you can't be out here mugging folks while you're smiling. It just doesn't work out that way. It's like, it doesn't look right. It's like, just get back inside. Like, what? Uh, that's, that's good advice. The friend, they're like, the friendly mugger. Yeah. Last night, last Sunday It doesn't quite night, work out that way. So, yeah. like, you know, you're too happy. Plus, the mugger you know, gives people things. Yeah, like, here you go. Here's money for you. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, just rob me? Like, no, here's money for you. Like, okay, I'll take the money. Thank you. We just created, like, a really stupid Christmas movie together. You realize <laughs> the friendly mugger. Uh, listen, Wardy, why don't we bring up our other two guests? Um, yeah, I'm very, definitely. I'm very, very excited. Uh, one of them I just met, and one of them, but I'm a fan of his work, and one of them I uh, met at a con, and I was trying to remember which one it was, but you and I are both all over the place. It was which? Oh, it was Jacksonville! Oh my God, was it? I have a whole, I've created a whole false memory of like being in Connecticut with you. I, I, I'm not even sure. No, I'm sure you're right. That wasn't even that long ago. God, that's crazy. I don't know why I have this memory of being at a panel. Well, come up here, Christina. Come up here, Isaac. Um, Let's give it up for these two. And I mean all 12 of you need to clap super hard. Uh, So we're just going to, we have two mics. Um, These two don't actually make any sound outwards, so you can just leave the silver one there, and then we'll just share these uh, these black mics. I'm not putting my face right up on here since I have the, but you and I both have a little cold, so. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, no, I like have a, I have a memory of being at, in a whole, you know, we do, for those of us who do a lot of Comic-Cons, they start to blend together just in mm-hmm. terms of the physical similarities when you're at a hotel over and over. I keep reaching for hand sanitizer that I don't have in my bag, and I've done that like four times. So I'm around the corner to senility. But, um, but yeah, so it started to run together. So in my mind, Jackson, like, I, I totally forgot because that was such a small, it was so small that I... Yeah, so we were in, like, a concrete building the whole time. Do you remember that? Yeah, and, like they had. It, it was, was almost like a, a, a warehouse or a wharf or something. Well, remember Kevin Sorbo was there? Yes, yes. <laughs> and so Kevin Sorbo had. I remember um, there were these ladies who like did. It was like their road trip. Their road trip was to go to Jacksonville, Florida, oh. to meet Kevin Sorbo. I thought that was pretty neat. That's right. That's right. He's pretty nice. I and mean, then the guy, the kid who plays uh, maybe the Joker. The on, Joker on. Uh, Wait, no, the Penguin. The Penguin. On the Penguin. Arkham. Yeah. I don't know. I've never seen the show, but the one that's yeah. on the CW. The uh, Gotham. 
Gotham? Yes, Gotham. Gotham. Shout out to Gotham. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he played the penguin. Um, that's is the, now in the characters that you've played. Uh, have you had enough villains that? Because I always look at you know I've done that. We did we did that one with the penguin. We've I've done and maybe you have two uh, with with like Malfoy. Um, and I always wonder how people are with villains because I don't play. I mean I play jerks sometimes, yeah. but I have not played like an out and out villain. Are people? Is there is there ever like a sort of like begrudging like Christina, are you also a villain, or is there or yeah. do people understand that you're totally nice? Um, some people, because I did this character in a show called Madoka, and she becomes kind of evil, and I noticed them um, like people would say, I can't believe you played that role, like, but <laughs> it's my job. <laughs> so it's it's interesting that I can kind of get mixed together like that. And do you like you probably like playing? Oh yeah, characters. I do. I love it. Yeah. Isaac, do you like, um, and you can use that one, do you, uh, when you're writing, do you enjoy, do you find yourself uh, relishing in more morally questionable characters? Is that, is that like exercising demons like it sometimes is for performers? Yeah, it's probably the most fun to write that kind of thing because then you get to kind of dig into all those thoughts that you've had privately and thought, man, I could have been a person like that if I didn't follow this particular path. So then you can kind of explore that, that feelings, which, they're, you know, they're, they're Things that are, of course, frowned upon in society, so you don't really get to live that. But it's it's interesting to just examine it and kind of play that role. Yeah, and and from all three of you, did you guys um, experience being bullied when you were younger, or did you bully? And we're all gonna. I mean, yes, we will beat you up afterwards if you exercise those demons. But we're we're gonna pretend like that's not gonna happen. Did you guys? Did any of you experience that? I was bullied. Yep, sixth grade was a very awkward year for me, um, and that's you know it was an experience. <laughs> was it one, one particular person, or was it a particular group? Was it? Boys, it was girls? one person. It was one girl. I know your name's Jill. <laughs> it was just one girl, um, and I I don't know what what the problem was. Really, it was just it's just odd. Isaac, what about you? I kind of kind of walk the fence between sides in school like I generally lived on kind of the nerd side but I at one point was sort of given the offer to be recruited into the bully side oh. like bullies <laughs> made, a, made an offer and I, I turned That's it down cool. I, I, the way that this was done is on the four square court like the ones if, if you were in the bully side they would let you cheat and if you got, you know, if you got them out, then you, you know, you're not a yes man anymore, so you're out. So I made my choice on the four square court. Yeah. <laughs> That's so amazing that there really was an, yeah. just a very specific. It was place just kind of implied that if that you have to play by these rules if you want to be with the cool guys. Yeah. Wow. So, oh, what a what a heartbreaking moment of choice of scruples. That's my origin about. story. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Already voted about you. Like, like, oh. <laughs> For me, actually, um, I was more of the like superhero toy like uh, towards those we bullied. I didn't always get any advice to any of my friends, so for the bully just like come around, you know, here I am like short and stubby, big old bully is like, what are you gonna do? I was like, I'll kick you in the nuts, like what are you gonna do? <laughs> so I can think of like he's like, you're weird. I'm like, leave my friends alone. And then my dad gets the phone call, like, what do you do? If you just fighting a bully, he's like, oh, I'm gonna get him, okay, I'm gonna get him. <laughs> So, you know, because I was taught to, you know, to always look after other people and not defend your friends. So, you know, I, I never was a bully, but I would defend, you know, those who were close to me. You know what? First of all, I love that. And second of all, that is, that is the sort of golden place to be, right? To not be 
the person who's getting bullied, but to have that surge of protective adrenaline, because sometimes we're better at defending other people than we are ourselves yeah. on so many levels. So that makes sense to me. I, that's yeah. so cool. But like a lot of us also would not step up and would be like, I really wanted to hit him for you. I know I ran away uh, while I was still yelling at you, but I wish I would have. Yeah, that's very cool. And then what about high school? What was uh, what was high school like for you? High school, it was weird because I ended up like you know kind of like you know like with the for Isaac. I was like in between both crowds of like the nerds and the cool kids. You know, because, you know, I just moved back into the area from living, you know, moved away from where I grew up at, went down to Tracy and Stockton and came back. And so and you came back in your high school years? Mm-hmm. That's a tough time to do that. And but the, but the weird thing is that all my friends I left, they remembered me, so, you know, they kind of grew up differently. They're like, oh, hey, you're back again. So I saw some old friends, but then some, you know, kids who wanted to pick on me, they're like, no, wait, no, he's cool, he's good. So it's kind of a weird spot to be in, but then there was like a big riot at school. I remember like, you know, kids like asked me like, you know, so you gonna riot? I'm like, for what? Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm like, I'm lost. I'm gonna go and go go here and go to the band room and go chill. Like, <laughs> Isaac, what about you? My high school was, there were like four other kids there. Okay, <laughs> so there wasn't small. really a lot of that. I only had, I, I homeschooled for the first couple years of high school and then I went to this other Christian school. Is this in uh, Seattle where you? It was in that general area, kind yeah. of in sm- the countryside of, of Washington. Okay. And um, so yeah, like my actual high school experience, by the time I went back to a, a semi-real school, a very small Christian school, I was just like, I'm just waiting to get out of here. I didn't participate in the, the, the class war of, of that, that school. So, yeah. <laughs> That's tough, man, having that. You really, there's no, you can't disappear into that, I guess, if yeah. it's a yeah. small environment. Yeah. And also being from a place where you are used to kind of not having to have your education also be a social experience, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, I went to a, a lot of um, just kind of small, strange schools. I, I went back and forth between homeschooling and, like, rural Christian schools where my dad was the teacher and it was just like kind of didn't really have the normal school experience so that that Foursquare school was the closest that I had it was like a big Christian school but it was still you know a couple hundred people total. yeah and you all, but if, and if you're going back and forth maybe because sometimes when we're younger we don't have the sense that what we're experiencing is unusual but if you were going back and forth maybe you did have that awareness even as a kid like oh this is maybe I don't have the most normal life whatever that means yeah, I think I was pretty aware that it was not normal, but it was, you know, all I was allowed to experience. So I was just kind of biding my time until I could escape, yeah. which is probably a common experience for kids of that Yeah, age, I think so. No matter what school you're in. That's a good point. Christina, what about you? And, and you're from Southern California too, yeah? Yeah. So I went to school in my hometown, um, and I was very busy in high school because I was in drumline. And in jazz band, wow. and in concert band, and on top of that, I was in all the theater shows. And you sing, too. So you were doing, were you playing instruments and I wasn't singing, singing at the time. Okay. But, um, yeah, so for me, high school feels like it was an eternity. You know, I, I just, it feels like such a long period of my life, and I'm not sure why that is, but it was very busy, and um, it was just, you know, I, it was great to have that kind of structure. Um, like, I would get there super early in the morning to do jazz band or concert band, and my classes would be band, and then I'd do my regular classes, and then after school, I would do drumline rehearsal, and then after that, you know, it would be like a person for the place, and I loved it. I think it was, it's just a great thing to be a part of. And did you have, so it sounds like you might have had the cross-section of friends from all over, just sort of different groups of people. 
Or did yeah. you kind of have one yeah. set of friends that you really like? Oddly enough, my friends weren't in band or, I mean, I had friends in band and theater, but the people I hung out with most were just my, my friends from elementary school, just us three girls and, and um, just being silly, playing Pokemon. Excellent. Nice. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah, you, even stuff like when we talk about the music that you do and stuff, obviously you and I have a, a shared love of kind of, I don't want to say nostalgia because to me that there's something impersonal about that. Yeah. Like it's the sort of like, oh, the 50s, like the 50s diners. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, versus like your own personal experience yeah. of like the stuff that was magic to you when you were oh, younger yeah. that kind of stays magical if you want to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Is that true for you? Do you have that? Oh, it, like it's, well, the thing is that my, my dad was a very big nerd. And, you know, and even though my dad was active in the church, you get to kind of keep it kind of on like, a hush hush. People are like, you shouldn't be having like that kind of stuff. And my dad's like, just <laughs> don't bring it out in the public. Just, <laughs> my dad loves Star Wars, Battle nice. Galactica, um, Robotech, Rooney Kenshin. Like, <laughs> um, like was it? And, and then he um, he got the original Atari, had to give it up. Then he bought us Nintendo. Then we got the Sega Genesis. <laughs> like wow. my dad just he loved video games, and you know. And so when he saw us kind of getting into that kind of stuff, and then you know growing up, we, like we didn't really like reading too much. So it was like, well, here read some comic books. Never compass on the manga. He's like, oh. so his dad's like, well, you know, I'll take you over to Barnes and Noble, drop you off for a few hours, and we just sit there with books piled up, like reading all day. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? Reading comics all day. Were you the kid in the manga section, like for hours? Yes, that was me. Me and my brother sitting for hours, have books stacked up, like yeah. just like sitting for hours, just read and read and read and read and read. It's all we do. Man, I'll you're so little, lucky. Yeah, yeah. 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 Christian yeah. Dad. Yeah. I had to fight yeah. so hard to get my hands on any of that stuff. Oh, wow. I, it's all cultic, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not even. Star Wars. I didn't see Star Wars until I was like 16. <laughs> oh man. And my, uh, this is a private moment I was there. Yeah, my work. first makeout session in the longest section of uh, Borders. Oh! <laughs> that's the best story! Would that that were true for most of us. That's fantastic. Oh! oh memories. <laughs> and was that because, uh, because of the uh, sexiness of the manga, or was it just that was it in the hentai section? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first time you oh, I will never forget that tentacled monster. Oh gosh, I can't even remember. We had nothing in common. Like he was really into Metallica, so I kind of like tried to be into Metallica. Um, but we just—that was just like the hangout spot was Borders, and oh, I miss them so much. Bookstores, bookstores. Who knew? Bookstores, yeah. No, I was reading wrong one half and one thing led to another and that's amazing that's amazing and and for both of you that was unusual yeah I mean that's not I mean I know you you said people hung out at borders but I I can't imagine that like a ton of kids were in Tonga and like knew even what it was or no, like, no. like for me, like my family's very diverse. I have cousins that are black, Japanese, and Greek, and so I got into anime mostly through my great cousin, my great aunt Yuki. Uh, she married my great uncle because he served in the military during Pearl Harbor, so she's one of the nurses there. Oh, that's they met, okay. fell in love, and so then to have my cousin Delina and her and my mom are very close, and so as they grew up, then of course as their families, you know, we all came together. So I remember the very first anime I watched with them it was Dragon Ball Z. 
and it was like, you know, on the channel, you know, on, on the Japanese channel where they actually had the blood in it, you're like, there's blood in cartoons? This is so awesome. And we're just like, oh, you want to watch the anime talk <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and so Isaac, you were saying you didn't have access to a lot of pop culture stuff, yeah? Yeah. Is that did you did that cause you to create stuff on your own? I guess it probably did. I mean, I the the first thing that I wrote was originally a a D and D knockoff that I had to create myself because D and D was a cultic. You know, <laughs> <laughs> please tell us everything about own, it. Like pseudo Christian version of magic or something, so that I could. So it was okay. What but, is that? Well, please um, tell me what that. Like, what were the characters and stuff? I God, it, I don't even really remember how the original game went, but I wrote... I mean, the characters... It was basically like a Lord of the Rings ripoff, but it was... Um, I spent, like, a year creating this, this whole campaign, and then my friends who I was going to play it with all moved away, so I had nothing to do with it. And so I ended up... You know, I got to do something with this story, and that's you know, it was my first book. So, really? So, yeah, it definitely forced me to... to, to, to find my own way I guess yeah. <laughs> in a way so it's probably in some ways a benefit and in other ways a bit of a handicap because I had took many years to kind of figure out what everyone else already knew yeah so, I hear that a lot from, yeah. from friends of mine or from people I've talked to who had that kind of more cloistered yeah. upbringing and sometimes you yeah. sort of go crazy for a little while because mm-hmm. you're like a gobble 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 like you're yeah. just sort of consuming everything yeah. that you're uh, getting exposed to the first first time and some people just kind of naturally like mm. vibe with it and they don't do that yeah did you have like a, a, a freak out <laughs> well <laughs> I mean I you, like I'm seeing every R movie that was ever <laughs> yeah pretty much I mean I, it was gradual like my parents started to ease up as, as I got older and by the time siblings? yeah I have three siblings uh, so I'm the second youngest so my oldest sister got the worst of it. And by the time I came around, it wasn't as bad, but it was still pretty bad. And then my younger sister's like, I don't know what the problem is. Everything's great. <laughs> <laughs> we had a great childhood. Yeah. <laughs> no, do you guys have siblings? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You both do. What, how many siblings do you have? Um, I'm the oldest out of three. And so my brother, Jonathan, and then my oldest is Chelsea. Okay. And so and the, like, my, like, we're about six. I'm six years apart from my brother, seven years apart from my sister. So, and the story. You really goes, are a big brother. Yeah, big time, the story yeah. goes like you know, like you know, was, I, I, I was praying on Christmas, like, 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 dear Jesus, I want a baby brother. They said, oh, I got a baby brother. Then I want a sister. Then after that, sister, I was like, God, take him back. But yeah, so no you know, but you know, but I love them very much, and they're both doing well. My sister, she's going to college. You know, she wants to do sports broadcasting. Oh, and my brother, cool. he wants to do um, construction. You know, um, project magic for like you know for um, buildings, and whatnot. So that's great. So all, you know, but we're also a big nerdy family. Like just this past Christmas, my brother told me that his girlfriend bought him like you know um, like uh, a Michelangelo like you know PJ set, and she's like, yeah. She's a keeper. Nice. <laughs> As I'm like, the artist Michelangelo? I don't think so. I don't think so. They've been a turtle. They've been a turtle. And, and how, where do you fall in your siblings? I am right in the middle. I ha- I'm the youngest of the girls. So we're three of us girls. And I have a younger brother. Um, talking about PJs. For Christmas this year, <laughs> my mother bought me Pikachu. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> I feel like, especially to my father, I feel like he does not see me over the age of, like, 10. Yeah. You know, he's like, hello, Mija. Yeah. Hello, Father. Yeah. <laughs> it's me, your woman daughter. <laughs> but meanwhile, the super sweet. 
Meanwhile, they're like, how's your cartoon job? <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't help. I'm sure. Okay, so for years it was, hey, Christina, how's your Sailor Moon's going? Because for them, like, anime was Sailor Moon. That's right. That's the name of the genre. <laughs> how's your Sailor Moon's going? How's your Sailor Moon's going? And so now that I'm in Sailor Moon, my mom's just like, hey, how's your Sailor Moon's going? He's like, going? I told you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know what's crazy, though? Like, like, growing up, like, I love Sailor Moon. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> oh, I want to hear these reasons. I'm sure you're not the only one. Like, I'm the sure first time I saw, like, Sailor Moon, okay, it's not cool. Then turned into a whole transformation scene. I was like, oh. I like this show. <laughs> but that's awesome for Sailor Moon. That's totally dope. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what, about, um, what about the stuff that you were, uh, like, what... This sounds like very Oprah, but what was the stuff that kind of scared you the most as a teenager? Were there things that you were paranoid about? Were there things like, did your parents instill certain fears in you that you were like, oh no, I got to Or did you want to rebel against those fears? Like, what was demons? There's okay, demons great. Demons. <laughs> Satan is everywhere. Yes. Yeah. What, what, what were the de- was it the were, was it the demon liquor? I mean, were the demons the demon liquor? What, what forms it's were they taking? In your like head? literal demons, not like yeah. symbolic. Yeah. <laughs> like, actual demons waiting to kill you. It's like every time I'd walk out at oh, night, God. I would just be like, "Please, Jesus, protect me from the demons," and oh, like you God. know, would imagine. Later, as I got older, I started to think like I, they're probably not real. But then I would wonder, like, if my mind just believes they're real, will I see them anyway? And then they'll scare me just as much. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's a fair question. Yeah. Yeah. If you, especially if you have a vivid imagination. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Christina? <sighs> Come back to me. Okay. <laughs> and by the way, you can be like, I was totally fearless. Nothing's fearless. <laughs> well, you know, because people talk about, like, your fearless teenage years. And there were things that I did that I look back and I am, I'm very able to say, like, well, that was stupid. Like, yeah. I would never take those kinds of chances now, you know? Yeah. Well, for me, it wasn't really, like, the demon side, because, like, once, you know, I, I don't know, I, I guess... I mean, you said your cousins were helping keep you, you know, yeah, say, like, don't... Keep, like, don't yeah, like, don't go on the streets with not like, it wasn't really, I was scared of that kind of stuff, but it was more growing up, even though I was still in California, like, you know, dealing with police and racial profiling was still evidence, and that was, that was kind of the main thing I was mostly worried about. But even then, like, you know, I was taught how to, how to handle them, not saying if it's right or how they treat black people or people of color in general, but I knew how to get around, but still it was like, you know, in high school, it was annoying and just like, I just can't, like, I, you could tell, come on, dude, I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt and, I, and I, you know, and I'm listening like, you know, to like, you know, to De La Soul. I am harmless right now, I can be harmless. Like, I don't think it's me at all, but just the natural, like, stereotypes of people, people I like view black people. But as I got older, I learned to like, you know what, Either I can let what they say dictate how I live, or learn how to know what doesn't know it. That's just their pure ignorance. Doesn't mean that it won't sometimes annoy me or fester me, but it won't stop me from continuing to progress and move my life forward. And now that I'm late on my years touring, do my own art, me working with other kids, you know, black kids, Hispanic kids, show them that look, yes, life is not fair and it sucks, but you can still rise up and give me my knowledge and, and, and my experience. You know, they can too avoid certain mistakes, and if they have any mistakes, say, look, there's still it's like a chance for you to still rise up. So, you know, yeah. fear is like, you know, yeah, so long story short, I, I have a fear of racism, but it's just still there even now that I'm older. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I've learned how to cope and deal with my fears to where they don't cope with me and something from going out and traveling and doing whatever I want to do. That's great. And also, I love what you said. I mean, just the idea of like, because that's something that I talk about. I think it comes up a lot on my podcast too, but it's just like when it's appropriate to be angry and whether you 
want to be or not, sometimes we are, mm -hmm. and, and what, what do you do with that? How, like, when is that useful, and when is it detrimental? When, does it, when can mm -hmm. you use it to inform someone or change yeah. the situation, and when are you doing it, and it will just end up creating a cycle, you know? It's interesting because I've been getting more into psychology, and uh, one thing we do with digital sound, we try to make, you know, on the background, so the current director, he uh, got his background in uh, child development because he got his license to be a trained psychologist. So we've been learning a lot more about trauma and about, um, uh, what is it, there's, there's complex trauma and then there's, um, of course, uh, PTSD. And what we're noticing nowadays is that a lot of people have complex trauma, meaning that it's not just like one experience, but it's multiple experiences over and over and over again for a long period of time, yeah. which creates people like, you know, to naturally go into either a fight or flight mode. And so, you know, and I, if I'm saying the wrong terms, please forgive me, I'm not a trained psychologist. I'm not. <laughs> but in learning these terms and how things are going down, it's made me realize that, okay, if someone acts a certain way or they leave anger out, it's because they don't know how to channel that anger. And so it's not that they're just a thug or they're just mean. No, there's a lot going on in their life that they just can't express it. So, and if you don't help them know how to like, you know, whether it's just through writing it, you know, through a story, through like voice acting, through making a rap, just like making music, then it stays pent up, and then finally when it gets lashed out, it becomes destructive and very hurtful to others around you. So that's where like, you know, for me, it was music to help me kind of like, whenever I'm angry or mad, just leave me alone, I'm doing music, or put on some crap about a five. And <laughs> just like go melee or anything, you know, but just finding ways to channel that anger in a more positive, non-destructive manner helps you, you know, build a joke anger because you're gonna feel anger no matter what you do. You're gonna yeah. be angry and mad, just to kind of deal with it in the right way in the proper channels. Absolutely. Do you guys feel like you've used um, art to sort of channel that stuff and work through it? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> yeah. And it's it, making art can be very cathartic. Because you also you painted and you make music. You're not yeah. just an author. Yeah. Yeah, my early music had a lot of screaming. <laughs> it's gotten mellower as I've got some of that out. But but yeah, I mean, all the art or the writing or music and stuff that I've done, it's almost always coming directly out of whatever I'm feeling and experiencing in my life at that time. I don't often like reach far afield from my own experience to um, do that. So. It's always um, kind of a therapeutic process of just examining those feelings and then and transmitting them in a way that feels you can feel like they've been kind of dealt with at least on some level, purged in some way. But I think that's but that's what I love so much about like for example you doing something like Warm Bot Ace for example because that's something that maybe uh, people uh, it springs to mind because it was a huge bestseller uh, and made it to a movie and stuff. Um, but that's a situation where and, and that's what I think a lot of us. Uh, find wonderful about this kind of fantasy or sci-fi culture or you know some something where you're kind of world building but like with the show that I did like Legend of Korra with Game of Thrones anything like that you're still dealing with real stuff so it's not you know people who are like oh, I don't like sci-fi you're like well, I think you're missing mm -hmm. that there's some really intense oh. humanity being worked Shh. out within that it's not oh, just it's like not. what a cool saber it also has a laser in it, you know? Yeah, it's like, any, yeah, that's cool. Please don't shit talk my saber. Yeah. But also, you know. Good, any good sci-fi or fantasy should be about real life, you know, in, at, at its core anyway. Like, there could be all the, the bizarre trappings, but if it's not about some relatable human experience, then who cares? It's just stuff, yeah. colors. Mm -hmm. 
And Christina, for you, uh, you want you were interested in animation before it kind of morphed into portraying characters in anime and stuff. Is that right, or am I wrong? Yes. Um, yeah, I don't. Whoa, I don't know where it began. It's for you. But... <laughs> tell us, tell us. But I just knew from a very young age, and I feel like I'm like my my other family members were never into the things I was into. Um, I just. I just knew when I was 12 is when I started making like my own demo reels. That's Where so did I get awesome. that idea from? That's great, um, though. And uh, for me, you know, I lived in just a, not really a small town, but not the most, not the best area in Southern California. Um, and for a long time, I thought it was normal to duck at night when cars drove by. That's how bad it was. <laughs> Yeah. I know that. I, yeah. Yeah. So, like in college, I, I would do that. You know, it's just like a, a reflex that I would duck behind cars. And then, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, oh, you know what? That's just drive by. It's like, oh, that is strange. Um, and for me, I really think um, it was that was my escape. Was um, uh, music and animation and and all that just kind of overacting um, and so I mean I, I still think like I'm still trying to figure out who I am if that makes sense um, but uh, I just from a young age I just knew what I wanted to do and um, and it's worked out yeah, I'll say, and then some. Okay, so I do this thing that I think is probably going to take a little bit of time because I have three of you uh, at the end of my podcast. So even though we have a little bit of time left, um, and then I'll, if you can do a song when uh, when I'm doing this sort of like adding the adding of this, that's uh, for lack of a better term, I play this match game, you know, and and mansion, apartment, shack, and house. Oh my gosh, uh, I'm getting flashbacks. No, I've that so long. Wow. I've never heard of it. This is a big thing that you really missed out okay. on. Oh my God. Uh, so, Mashkins so for Mansion Apartment Shocker House. It's kind of a, an eeny meeny type game, eeny yeah. meeny well, where uh, I'm going to give you some categories and you give me three choices within the categories. And at the end, there's like sort of a process of elimination, after which I'm like, okay, you live in blank with a blank, you have a pet blank. <laughs> and so okay. that's a terrible way of describing it. But like it, Mad Libs? Mad Libs of life. Okay, of see if I can follow life. along. And I want to call on some of you. Uh, this will be a fun opportunity for you to find out more about these guys too, if you want to, um, is to give me a category. So I'll, I'll start it off. And um, you'll, you'll have the same category, but you can just give me three different answers. And you don't have to, like, do them, and you can just call them out as you think of them. But, um, for example, we're going to have your vacation home uh, in this alternate MASH universe, but your vacation home is in a fictitious place. So it could be Narnia. It could be inside a video game that you love. It could be on Tatooine. It could be... So the sky's the limit. It could also just be, like, Saturn, because probably that will not happen in this life. Um, so give me... Each of you give me three places you would love to have a, a, a vacation home in a world of fantasy. Ooh. Sure, yeah. Right. Um, first one would have to have to be, uh, what was it? Mount Olympus. Ooh. Second one would be um, Montreal. <laughs> right. I love, I love Montreal. I always love that answer. Uh, and the last would have to be, I would have to say, In the Ratchet and Clank universe. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. That's my favorite franchise. Nice. <laughs> so. Okay, great. Anybody else? What you got? You and also, I know this I is a thing where I'm asking you to come up with one really fast. Okay. You'll have a lot of regrets in this game. <laughs> Real pleasure. So mine, uh, Miller. Great. Um, oh my gosh. Alderaan. Great. Years before it explodes. <laughs> Years before. You're safe. You're safe. You're safe. You're safe. Um, where else? Absolutely. <laughs> Ooh, that's a really good one. Oh my god, I love that. Okay, no pressure, Isaac. Okay. So, three different vacation homes. Mm -hmm. okay. um, I'm going to say Valinor. Where? <laughs> it's also in Middle Earth. Well, it's, it's in Middle Earth Universe. Oh. But it's like their heaven, basically. Oh. Um, nice. Planet Risa, Pleasure Planet, Star Trek. <laughs> Um, third one. I didn't really come up with the third one, but I mean, Disneyland sounds great. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We could do a timeshare. Okay. To that end, to that end, to that end. This is a real fantasy-rich match because of where we are. But um, to that end, uh, three rides that you wish, in some way, were actually like a part of real life. Like, for example, I would want, like, Thunder Mountain Railway. I would love to just get around via that mine car <laughs> okay. that just, like, it doesn't have to be Disneyland, but it helps if it is, since we're just talking about Disneyland. Or Disney World, whatever. Um, three ways of transportation. Or just, like, a, like, oh, you know, the Haunted Mansion is real instead of a weird movie they did with Eddie Murphy that didn't really make sense. <laughs> oh, it's like, it's like, right, Haunted Mansion yeah. um, I would say uh, a hoverboard. Like, oh, sure. Like, you know, like, actual, like, not the oh movies. God. Actual like hoverboard, um, I would say. Uh, what is it? Oh, um, Naga, the dog from. Uh, from yeah, Naga. I, I strongly support that. That would be answer. awesome. Like, yeah, that would be dope. Um, then the last one would be. What's that one? Dragon off of Never Ending Story. What's his name again? Falcor. Falcor. Yeah, Falcor. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Just yeah. all right, Falcor. Yeah. Yeah. Although I have to say, looking back at him now, it's weird that he's both scaly and furry. There's right? It's, 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 it's always kind of like. He's like mother it's like a of skin pearl. condition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a skin issue. Plus, yeah. it's hard to get your love. Uh, how about you guys? So, theme park rides. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, but okay. I mean, you know, we already kind of turned it into a, like alternate forms of transportation, so we're okay. going <laughs> to lump that all in. Okay. Yeah, all the way. Well, I was going to say the Gravitron. As a ride, being oh, able nice. to walk up walls would be fun. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Also, the uh, actually I don't remember what it's called. But the thing where you get in the, the seat and it spins you around and you fly out on the chains. Oh, like oh, that like big. This, uh, like a, it's almost like, like a, a swing. swing. Yeah, but it spins so yeah, fast and you like fly going. out. Yeah. Oh. And you like then, the you like the gra make it playing with gravity stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to be able to fly. Gravity so. swings? Does that make sense? We'll remember what that is. <laughs> um. Not a third one. I'm always stuck in these third ones. I mean, if we're, if we're opening it up to any yeah. fantasy vehicle, yeah. Transporters. Let's go back great. to Star Trek. Yeah, great. <laughs> can't, can't oh, yeah. great. Love it, Christina. What about you? Um, oh yeah, right. So I don't get you sick. <laughs> uh, let's see. A land speeder. Great. Nice. Um, a giant corgi. 
<laughs> That's so funny. We were just I was just talking at my signing with someone about corgis because their legs are so small. You don't understand why they move so fast. Is your corgi giant? I've seen pictures of your corgi. Okay. I don't know if you've shown There's no scale on that photo that I saw, but yeah. it could be giant. Exactly. It could be giant. And, giant corgi, love it. And then I just want to ride the Frozen Ever After ride over and over again. I love it. I love it. After. Okay. All right. The next one is, uh, it, it, Alyssa, this is a matching. As you can know this, but this is a, uh, you have to have this in your matching. So three alternate universe could be like a spouse, could be like sexy times. Oh. Uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, um, uh, and it can be, it doesn't have to be a real person. It could be, you know, Laura Croft. It can be Sherlock. This is gonna be so hard. <laughs> Man, okay. Um, Do you need to think? Because I have my answers. Go ahead. Go ahead. Kylo Ren. <laughs> okay, who wins? Really, Kylo Ren. Oh, yes. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Anakin Skywalker. Okay. <laughs> That's a weird uh, three-way. <laughs> and oh god, Indiana Jones. Great. Great, 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 great. You might, well well might as well just say, like, you know, Han Solo, so. Yeah. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> all right, anybody else? Um, all right. Lana from Archer. Yeah. <laughs> Lana's not, I'm sorry. Lana from Archer. Yeah. Um, Sailor Mars. Hi. Then the third one. I have to say, um, oh, Gadget from Chippendales. I'm sorry. Oh, Gadget, damn it. Gadget was hot. You stole my girl. <laughs> oh, no. Gadget was hot. Gadget was hot. Gadget was weirdly hot. It's like, she wasn't drawn as particularly no. attractive, and she was not sexy at all, but somehow that made it more sexy. <laughs> Like Roxy from a Goofy movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you, Roxy. Uh, yeah, for what? Oh, God. Talk about it. I missed it. Can all three of mine be Gadget? Can I just... <laughs> Isaac. Well, you can't. Do you want me to do the first one? Yeah. Okay. Um, Sailor Mars. Yeah. Okay. I can make her Gadget. First one I can make the first one Gadget because that could mean that there's like, it, as long as it's not the third one, yeah. it could be okay, both end up Gadget and then Gadget in spy dress mode where she wears the, <laughs> the red dress and the makeup. <laughs> two separate ones. Okay, yeah, that's two separate ones. And, and uh, Yeoman Rand from the original Star Trek. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's kind of sassy. <laughs> All right, I gotta look up who the Sassafras is from the original Star Trek. <laughs> Yeoman Rand. Okay, got I think it. It was Rand. Okay, uh, this is one of my favorite categories. This is uh, uh, three foods. Um, I can extend it out to drinks or substances if you want, but that in this universe, well, you know it's not particularly good for you to eat a ton of. Uh, maybe you're allergic to it, maybe you love it, but it's uh, gonna give you a heart attack, etc. In this world, these foods are like nutritious, wonderful. You can have them with the snap of a finger. They appear in front of you. It could be as specific as like a really special cookie that you had one time at this bakery in New York, or it could just be, you know, pizza. Three. Nuts. <laughs> I'm allergic to nuts, I'm allergic to nuts, I'm sorry, I can't eat them. That's what this is for, yeah, my friend. So, yeah, I, I love nuts. Crazy. <laughs> um, endless supply of sushi. Yep. And then, um, 
orange chicken. I just love oh, orange Oh, there you go. Well played, well played. Okay, what about you guys? Well, obviously pizza. Yep. Um, yeah. You're a human, flesh and blood, yeah. let's do this. <laughs> caramel popcorn, oh, I read that on your website. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, understood. Yeah, those are my two main weaknesses Understood, yeah. And, I mean, whiskey. Great, <laughs> let's, get it on this let's get it in there. Give some whiskey. Oh, your birthday was yesterday. It was. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Isaac. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. I love that whiskey reminds me. I was so I was so officious about it too. I was like, out of order of business, we uh, have to sing happy birthday, and then I just immediately was like, anyway, let's keep reading. Uh, Minus the dog food from Oliver and Company. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it looks so good. Oh, my God, I love it. The pizza from All Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh, my God. That cheese, though, was Right, amazing. the cheese oh, is, like, like, so oh, gooey. Yeah. Yeah. I love this theme. I'm wondering what the third one is going to be. I want it to be something um, else dog-related in a cartoon. <laughs> Scooby so, Snacks? Oh, Ambrosia for Hercules. Oh, for that? Oh, oh, cool. yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. Just it, wonderful. Okay, so... Fictional foods, I feel like we have to include that rainbow fluff stuff from Hook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know what it's supposed to be or taste yeah. like, but it just looks like it tastes I great. feel that way about most of the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, what... I guess it's just white frosting inside the mushroom, but who cares? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was delicious. Yeah. Um, let's... Yeah, yeah, it's just straight up drugs, that's all. That's my third answer. It's a good one. It's a, it's a very solid. Um, let's get our last two categories from, uh, from the audience. Do you guys have one that you would like to hear the answers from these guys on? Yes, sir. Uh, least favorite superpower. Least favorite? You're going to curse them with a superpower they don't want? Yeah. Wow, guys. I would say the least favorite superpower. Three, and you need three. Okay. Um, you could reverse psychology this, I guess. We would never know. You could be like, uh, I hope I don't actually, get flying. Uh, marine. <laughs> Like, like, like the, the power to control at, like sea animals, which is okay. useless. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> first useless one that came to my mind. Okay. Um, the power of Batman, which is nothing. Which <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the last one would be uh, the lasso of truth, which is <laughs> as awesome as she is. The lasso of truth. Not if you're not a like, fan of the lasso. Yeah. I got it. Okay. Done. Well. uh... I think having super strength only would be pretty terrible uh-huh. because you would just splatter yourself yeah, without the super durability. The yeah. yeah, great. No, I mean, you would hurt yourself because yeah. you would lift something and your arms would just tear out of the <laughs> <laughs> Your bones would shatter. Not knowing your limits because you're too strong. Right, right. I love it. Super strength, great. Um, I mean, all those aiming ones are bullshit, like arrows and, and guns. Like, anybody can do that. Aiming. That's very satisfying to write. Aiming. Um, there, there's some where like people can can translate languages or something. Oh yeah, be kind of cool, but like in a superhero universe, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great, 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 great. Okay, Christina, what about you? Um, rogue's power, where she can't touch people. Oh yeah, that's race. rough. That's rough. Um, oh gosh, I lost a second too. That's a really good one though. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Jean Grey as Phoenix. That's a, what? Yeah, out of yeah, control. Out of control. Yeah. What a way to go. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh gosh, my third one 
I'm so good. Oh yeah, that Wonder Twin who can only turn into forms of water. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What a great category. I would good never job, ask that, and I'm so glad that you did. Oh my god. Oh, the Wonder Twin, the sad Wonder Twin. I'm a bucket. Uh, uh, what about what about our last category? Anybody got a good one? Or a bad one? Souls of the Damned. I know some of you have one. You don't? All right. Oh, there it is. Worst? You guys are so cruel. You will end up going to one of these time periods that you don't want to go to. Three. Ooh. 1950s. I would say after watching Gay Chappelle, back to the 1600s, I could be like one of those like those titling pimps. <laughs> 1600s, got it. <laughs> um, I would say 1600s. I would say 2000 BC, mm-hmm. and then I would say probably like in the year uh, 1 million 30. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know I got all the zeros. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. What about you guys? I was tempted to say 2017. That's, that's cheating, probably. I don't know. A lot of us I might think agree. Maybe prehistoric times. As much as it would be fascinating, I think like, me being both. the person that I am, would, I would basically have no purpose there. I would just get killed very quickly. <laughs> no one wants to yeah. like read books. <laughs> maybe I could be like a. a, bar, a shaman or something tell <laughs> stories but they didn't really have a whole lot of time for that so I think I would be there's not a big uh, place for like intellectual pursuits in that's caveman right. days that's <laughs> fair that's, that's fair the mammoths what yeah. else guys um like the very brink of existence that would suck like the um, end of it no like, oh, like the beginning oh. like <laughs> the Hadean eon yeah. right after the big bang like yeah. instantly um, second one would be the Dark Ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Third one would be 2016. Yeah. <laughs> some some of us don't want to Unless you can change it, unless there are things you could change, maybe. Uh, Isaac, what about your last two? You thought you were bidding Oh, yeah. I, thought, I, I didn't realize you were doing three. <laughs> well, I did two there. You did? So, oh, I have you. Oh, prehistoric and then also next year. times? Oh, next year. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I didn't know if you were There's sure. There's a theme here. Yeah. But, I got um, it. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure what it would be like to be kind of in the, in the 1800s. In, in some ways, it might be nice because authors were highly valued then, whereas nobody gives a shit now. <laughs> but uh, it was also just such a stiff, repressed time. There, there was so much pressure on just being normal in society that I think it would be very frustrating so I don't know no I think that's really good because I was just uh, re-listening to The Devil in the White City you know which is about the Chicago World Fair and okay. the mass murderer who lived yeah. during that time and uh, and every time I read or listen to something that is about that era when everything was very buttoned up it's like oh you had to wear the most restrictive clothing 
and also there were open sewers in the street. Like, yeah. just, it's so depressing to imagine yeah. wearing like a bustle and a petticoat and yeah. then just dragging so it past denial. a cat's body. It's yeah. like <laughs> the guts are that's spilling out. That's not there. Out. There's that's no dead grim, cat. That's grim shit. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm putting 1800s because I think that makes perfect sense. Okay. Um, maybe you could turn it around to your benefit, but it's yeah. it's still a it's still an apt thing because it wouldn't be great. Um, okay, I'm gonna get. I think I'm gonna get someone from the audience to tell me when to stop to determine this little uh, this little eeny meeny miny mo. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. It's like a circle, right? Yeah. I have no idea what's about to happen. This is the time <laughs> when you will give us uh, one last song. We'll announce our 100% guaranteed mash results, and then that will be the end of the podcast. And since uh, we were theme of some of villains, actually have a song about villains. Nice. I did. Uh, I was inspired by the old He-Man cartoon. And uh, I was like, you know what? Everyone's like, you know, like, yeah. I was like, no, nah, not gonna do that one. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I want to talk about Skeletor. So I kind of combined Skeletor and Thanos onto one song. <laughs> so this one, this one's called Neil. And uh, I'm gonna step through this one, step up again. And uh, who here has ever like been to like a metal show? A metal, like, who's on a heavy metal? See, so, you know, I'm banging your head right like this. <laughs> uh, this song, banging your head like this, like hit the chair for your head. Stars, I then use it. Season the of these bars. This is a goblin. 
The only way you'll beat me, catch me sleeping. Not afraid of anything, cause I'm very deaf. It's all her, she hit with your heart, kid. She flawless, the any woman I ever see, always killing the game. Leave it, no casualties. Some of you want beef, call me the butcher. Some of you wear me for all who despise me. It's speakable me, no need for me, yes. But I keep them around, just for amusement, so. Neil, if you want to bad, then instead of even chilling, killing, and the rappers are real, then it's Neil. Because I come up for you, so that's I ever ride at your head. Click, clack, clack. Neil, if I want to bad, then instead of even chilling, killing, and the rappers are real, then it's Neil. Because I come up for you, so that's I ever ride at your head. Yeah. I'm coming for you, he man. For the most part, okay. They remove it all in the transporter scanner. That's right. That's right. Oh yeah, how did you get how are you getting around? Uh uh oh, you know what? This is actually gonna be really tough for you because as you're living in your biggest home on planet Rise, you have super strength. Find a way to make it work. <laughs> a very uh, gruesome threesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, God. Christina, that means that you're stuck with the inability to touch other people. Oh, oh yeah, That would be the worst on my life. That's right. Uh, and that means that uh, we're getting you to understand the direct sea animals. <laughs> <laughs> Useless powers. Uh, okay. Uh, furthermore, um, uh, in, your, in your vacation home and elsewhere, uh, as if you have endless snap of your finger, or totally good for you supplies of pizza. Nice. Uh, Wordy, my friend, get ready to eat all the nuts you can. <laughs> yes. Christina, you got what we all wanted, I'm sure, which is the dog food. <laughs> She's like, yes, all the dogs are going to come true. Uh, I don't know how your uh, hot companion, Kylo Ren, is going to feel about this. He might try to clean you off that dog food, I'm not sure. Uh, which, of course, means that you got well enough from Archer. Lotta! 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 Lotta!
Um, by the way, voiced by the also very appealing Asia Tyler. Um, and, uh, and that means uh, that you, Isaac, and I don't think this will come as a surprise to you because you had a very good chance of getting her, but you got original gadget. All right. All right. The other one would work better on Risa, but we'll see. Um, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, and then that just leaves us with uh, the time that I hope you'll be glad to get back to your vacation homes after you pay brief visits to the following times. Isaac, of course, you're going to see this future year that we're about to have, but so there's no okay. guarantee that might actually be marvelous. There yeah. might be a, a bunch of surprises in yeah. store <laughs> that none of us are coming. Uh, that means that uh, Christina, you're going to be visiting the Dark Ages. That's great. <laughs> or, I, don't know, I don't know what the dogs ate <laughs> back then, but I doubt it was all of our company dogs. Uh, and then that means, Wardy, uh, that you will be visiting 2000 BC. Oh, nice. So, wow. We love in Montreal. In Montreal, sweet. All right. Okay, so that's going to do it for the podcast, but I wanted to just get updates on stuff that you guys are working on or if there's anything you want people to check out. As if I knew you have a book that's coming out, The Morning World. Yeah. So that is the sequel to Warm Bodies, and uh, it's coming out February 7th. You can pre-order it now on, on IsaacMarion.com, and you get a bonus um, little post-apocalyptic newspaper comes with oh, you nice. right there and uh yeah I'm, that's my entire life right now it's that book so <laughs> please help me I have a lot of shows coming up I'll be at SAC Anime uh, next week then I have a fundraiser I'm doing for Foster Youth called Bridge for the Kids um, and then after that um, I have a new album coming out in the spring uh, March Madness uh, 3 the Rise of the Map Nerd so that's a new album coming out, and then uh, of course playing and going on tour and stuff like West. Okay, great. And so, what your website is? Is that the best? Yes, website my website is uh, the Real Word Sound. That's D A R E A L Word W O R D Sound all one word dot com. Love it. And Christine, what about you? Um, Sam Moon, Art the Movie is going to be in theaters for limited time. Yeah. Um, more miraculous stuff is coming up, and um. They just opened the beta for Friday the 13th, the game. No. Oh, yeah. So nice. you can speak to me or save me. It's <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, follow me on Twitter at Christina B. I'll, I'll keep you updated. Fantastic. Guys, thank you so much for coming. Um, uh, it's been so great being here, and uh, you guys were amazing guests. I was uh, more than I ever expected, and, and I'm so excited that you were all able to do it. And uh, and I'm Janet. You can follow me on Twitter at Janet Barney. And uh, that's it for the podcast. Thanks, you guys. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by The Amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.